0: Welcome to Witchcrafted. I'm your host, Joshua Lancaster, and today's subject is cosmetology and work. So in this episode, it's going to be a little different from the rest of them. It may be a lot shorter, just simply because it was a big part of my life, which I want to touch on because I learned a lot, but at the same time, it's not everything. So let's go ahead and jump into cosmetology because it's the biggest part of my life, See, I always loved hair and I loved makeup. And as a little kid, I would watch my mom roll her hair and get ready for work. And my mom would take like an hour to two hours to get ready. But my mom always looked so beautiful. Her makeup was flawless. Her eyeliner looked great. She, Her eyelashes would almost touch her eyebrows. My mom was fabulous. She's still fabulous to this day. But she was perfection. She would roll her hair, and I always admired everything that she did, and I wanted to learn to do it myself. In high school, I used to dye my hair crazy colors, and I wanted to learn how to do it properly so it didn't look bad all the time. So I always had the dream that I would go to cosmetology school. Well, when you're uh, about 16, 17, you're allowed to go to barber school as long as you've passed a certain grade. So, luckily, I'd passed a certain grade before I dropped out of uh, high school, so I went to this barber school and started working, but the teacher there was a closet gay, and he was mean to me and hateful, so I decided I had to leave. He made fun of my hair and the way that I dressed, just because I was alternative and he didn't like it. I think mainly it boiled down to the fact that he was a closet gay, and he was jealous of the fact that I wasn't. So live your best life or don't. That's your choice. But anyways, so I decided that I wanted to go to cosmetology school, but I had to get my GED. So me and my ex at the time, he was my boyfriend, uh, decided that we were going to get our GEDs. We went and applied for them, ended up taking a couple courses, and then just decided, okay, let's see if we'll pass or not. So we went in and we both passed. Not with flying colors, but we both made it above par, so he was two points ahead of me, and he likes to tell people that, so I'll let him win that one. But he got his GD, and I got mine, and the moment I got it, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to cosmetology school, but I didn't even know how to apply. Well, we were driving around one day, and we had passed the mall, and there was a Paul Mitchell school being built. Hello, Destiny? well, I decided that I was going to go ahead and apply for it, and I got in. I really got in. I wrote an essay and applied, and I got into Paul Mitchell the school, and I was so excited. I went and celebrated my 21st birthday because right the day after that was going to, of course, be my first day of school. Now, here's a little bit of tea. I got really drunk because it was my 21st birthday. So I showed up to class a little bit drunk still. See, I was working at the bar as a drag queen, which we touched on in the last episode. But I was a drag queen working at the bar and I got really, really wasted. And Tequila's my best friend, but she hangs on for a long time. Well,. The first day of school, I kept trying to, like, not be involved with too much because my head hurt, and luckily we were just doing some basic introduce yourself, get-to-know-the-class type situation, so that's what I did, and the next day I showed up sober, so that was fun. But I really enjoyed being at Paul Mitchell. You know, I got to meet so many great people, and I had so many amazing friends that came out of it, along with some great teachers, and I kind of want to talk about a couple of those teachers that kind of paved the way for me. There was a woman by the name of Jamie. I'm not going to use last names just because I don't know if they would feel comfortable with that, but Jamie was amazing. She introduced me to Rocky Horror Picture Show, and we talked, and she gave me hugs, and she was really great. She was a big inspiration in my life. There was Jennifer, who is an amazing family, and I see her on Facebook, and we talk every so often, but she's really cool. Then there's Sarah. Sarah. Uh, Who was the cutting specialist? I loved her so much. We ended up having to do like an exchange of schools where we had to go work at the Nashville school for a while, and me and her would ride together. And the main reason she liked me to ride with her is because we got in the uh, HOV lane to drive to Nashville. But she was really cool, and I really enjoyed her. Along with Courtney, she was great. She was this amazing person who ended up showing up at my job and working at my job that I'm at now. But she was really cool and she helped me create and put in the dreads that I wore on my graduation day. But the one person I want to talk about is the person who intimidated me the most, which is Leslie. Leslie was this orange haired goddess and I always looked up to her. I thought she was so cool. She loved Star Wars. She was super nerdy and she was one of the coolest people I had had met in a long time Now, some funny stories about Leslie. Leslie and I, you know, she teased me about my drag, and I loved her for it because we really did connect, and I thought she was super cool. But there was a really funny incident with a guest that I'd like to talk about. See, I had this guest come in who wanted to have her hair done. She was like a light brown, and she said that she wanted to be blonde without being yellow, and she didn't want to be a platinum blonde. So, with her hair color, I decided to lighten it. And, of course, when you lighten here, it turns orange or yellow. And she saw it, panicked, and I said, we're going to put a toner in it. I decided to tone her platinum. That way, we could go backwards to forwards. Because I was concerned that maybe she really did want a platinum, but didn't know how to express what kind of platinum she wanted. So, we just went to a light platinum, which set her off. And she thought that I was just trying to put a bunch of color bowls on her ticket, which is not what happened. So out of frustration, I went and got Leslie. And Leslie came out and she talked to the guest. And she was like, what do you want? And she was like, well, I'm not really sure what I want. I just know that I don't want it to be yellow. And I don't want it to be platinum. And Leslie immediately jumped up, ran and grabbed color bowls and started mixing. And I was so confused. What? in that sentence, did she catch that I missed? So I went and talked to Leslie and she was like, she wants her hair dishwater blonde. And I was like, dishwater blonde, is that a specific color? And she's like, some people don't know that we call it dishwater blonde, but what she's wanting is dishwater blonde. And I was like, okay, cool. She put the toner on her hair and I walked out and blow dried it after it was done. And she was so happy with the result. And when I saw it, I didn't understand. She was literally just two tones lighter than the brown that she already had. So I didn't understand why it was such a big deal for her to go to that color. But she was happy with it. She tipped Leslie. She didn't tip me because she thought I was trying to mess with her. But it was really cool. You know, Leslie figured out what it was instantly. And I had no clue. But that's who Leslie is. She's crazy talented. And I've always looked up to her. One of my biggest and proudest moments, which is really silly, is recently I had posted something on her timeline and she had asked if I had had an old video of her and I had sent her the old video. And she said that she was, you know, thankful that I'd sent her that video. But she also told me she was really proud of me. I didn't really feel like anybody at the school other than my friends cared about me. So I thought that she hated me too, but to find out, she actually thought I was a cool person. So, to have somebody that I idolized tell me that she was proud of where I went with my career, even though I didn't go into cosmetology, is still such a big deal to me. So, Leslie, if you're listening to this, thanks for the compliment. It really made a lifetime experience for me, because I still hold on to it, and I'm going to hold on to it for the rest of my life. Don't delete it off Facebook, because I'll know if you did it. Anyways, so... That was my experience at Paul Mitchell. But what does this have to do with anything else? Well, because of Paul Mitchell, I was able to get the job that I work at now. I work for a call center and I've been there nine years. You know, the experience I had at Paul Mitchell, I was able to bring into customer care. You know, when someone's mad about their hair, they get really mad. And I was able to use that to get the job that I have now. I've been at my job for nine years and I've been promoted multiple times. And everything that I've done is because of the fact that I had to learn to talk to people, and it was through cosmetology. This job is one of the best jobs in the entire world. And I've been lucky to be placed inside of the company where I can work from home. I make a good amount of money, and my bosses actually enjoy me. Some of them listen to the podcast, and I'm really proud of where I've come from. But it was because of Paul Mitchell that set me up on the path of success. So, Cosmetology schools not only for hair and makeup. They kind of teach you how to survive in the world. They set you up with business plans. They can teach you how to make resumes. It was really interesting to be able to go to that trade school and really learn a lot. Now, I did still keep some of my friends, my friends Cynthia and Day, still reach out to me and we talk every once in a while. I don't think either one of them are in cosmetology anymore, but they still loved the experience that they had at Paul Mitchell, too. I don't really know a lot of people that went to Paul Mitchell that didn't have a good experience. You know, it's kind of like a family in a way. Now, I've never been invited back and they've never did like class reunions, which I think that they should. I would love to see everybody again and see how many people actually stayed in cosmetology and how many people went on to other jobs that were still successful. Thanks to Paul Mitchell. I really love the school, and I suggest anybody looking into cosmetology look into Paul Mitchell because the teachers there are amazing. The curriculum is flawless, and that's why they're so successful. So looking into cosmetology school, maybe you need to go to Paul Mitchell. But I want to touch on my actual job. You know, I went into this job really scared because I had never done call center work. I had answered a couple phones before, but it wasn't anything major. I went in scared out of my mind, and I was just crazy successful. You know, I went out on the floor, and I took calls, and I got comfortable, and I knew I wanted to move into an escalation team. That's what I did. I went into escalation, stayed there for a year. I was successful there. I won awards at my company. They were called Tony's. Uh, I won two of those, which I was really proud of myself, and I was nominated for a third. I moved from working in Escalations to working for a corporate office representing our CEO over the phone, and that was interesting. I got compliments on Twitter and Facebook with my name attached to them because of the fact that I was doing such a good job, and these were from customers you know, I had a really good experience working in the corporate office. I left there and went back to Escalations for personal reasons. And when I got to Escalations, I did really well there for three years. And it was just my time to move on. You know, I was seeing people leaving Escalations and doing great things with their lives. And I just wanted a big change. You know, I had worked with customer care for so long that I wanted something different. So I reached out to somebody and said, hey, you know, I would like to move to your department, but in an application, did my interview just like everybody else. And he hired me. And I've been in that part of the company ever since. I do dispatch where I talk to technicians who are out doing jobs. And it's been a really great lifestyle change you know it was a new part of the company so we were building it from the ground up we were not getting a lot of calls and now we're so busy we've hired almost two other teams along with adding a whole nother department it's been phenomenal to do the things that we've done in this department and grow the way that we have i was even able to get my best friend amy hired on at my job because of the fact that she had call center experience and she was looking for something new And she loves the job. It pays about what she paid before, if not a little bit more, but she loves working there. And it's really great to have my best friend in the same department, because when stuff gets rough, we reach out to each other and we talk about it. And it's great. You know, I've had my management for over a year now, and they're all great. Even one of my friends became a supervisor in the department, and he's doing so well, and I'm proud of him too. Everybody in this department is so great, and it's like a little small family. And it's absolutely fabulous. And I'm not going to leave the department anytime soon, because it continues to grow, and it keeps me on my toes. And that's what you need in a job. You need somewhere that makes you feel comfortable. If you're not at a job that makes you happy, it's time to move on to something different. We stay at jobs because we're like, well, the money's good. Yeah, the money's great, but there's money elsewhere. If you can maneuver your bills around, find something different. If you're working at a job that you absolutely hate, find something new. My boyfriend's gone through a transition now where he's looking at possibly finding another job because he's so tired and so worn out when he gets home that he can't function. His two days off, he's so tired that he doesn't want to do anything. And I understand that, you know, when I first started working at my job, it was constant back-to-back calls and I was doing so much overtime that I was wearing myself down and I knew that I had to make a change and I did. I stayed with the company, but he's not looking to do that and that's okay. We're looking at other options and other things that he's interested in and hopefully we'll find him another job. But what I want people to take a lesson from the story is reach for the things that you want. Because all you have to do is try. If you fail, pick up and try it again. Now, I'm a cis white male, so it's easier for me to say stuff like that because of the fact that I don't have a lot of things holding me back. But at the same time, I want everybody else to try to reach their dreams. And if I can help, I would love to. I try to give anybody advice that I can when it comes to finding new jobs and building resumes because it's really hard to get a good job without a good resume. You have so many people out here who go to trade schools and learn how to build a resume that when you put yours in, if it's just a blank page, nobody's interested. And honestly, nobody cares. So that's the cool part about getting out there and putting yourself out there. You're going to have to put in 100 applications to get one interview. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't go into stuff negatively. Go into it with your head held high and just try to do your best then that's all I have to say about that. You know, just do what you can to better your life. Don't let a company bring you down or beat you down, because it's a job. That's all it is. It's a place to make money. With that being said, nothing is set in stone. It's your job to craft your future. Bye, guys.